Stirring the pot with Drip Kitchen. Yeah, this week we're going to be interviewing Mike Powers with Powers Racing. Is it Mike Power or Mike Powers? Powers. Is that Mike Power. It's what? It's just Mike Power. Okay, cool. So he only has one power, not multiple. Only one. No. We should ask him that. Should. <laughs> that should be the icebreaker. Hey, See, Mike. Hi. Yellow. Hey, Mike. What's up? Nothing. We're um we're having issues with Kim's audio. She's got issues, man. So is me. Oh, man. Freaking technology, always acting a fool. Yeah, so right now she's got kind of like a ten second delay. So uh yeah, just bear with us on that. Me and Taylor are fine though. Mm. Right. Kim kinda like takes over the talking of the podcast anyway. So um, it's nice for a change. Taylor and I have been talking. I know, and usually it's my yes. Wi-Fi that's fucked up. And for once, it's not. We're going to do something kind of weird, but we want to do it with you. Um, we're going to do Would You Rather. And oh. they're going to be super weird, and I'm sorry about that already. Oh, all right. I'm with okay, it. so just to set the tone, we're just setting, we're, we're setting the tone. Would oh. you rather, Chet, help me pick this one. Oh, God. Would you rather bite into an apple with the texture of a ball sack or <laughs> bite into a ball sack with the texture of an apple? Uh, obviously, bite into the apple <laughs> the texture of a ball sack. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's just a soft-ass apple. I don't okay, have to bite fair. into somebody's balls. So be like, oh, your balls are like a real apple. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I haven't actually heard the question That's yet. valid. <laughs> oh my god. No. I hope that was a harder question for Chet, because that would make it funnier. <laughs> Let's see. Um, would you rather have no feet or no elbows? Wait, if I had no elbows, can I still have arms? Yeah, yes. you can have arms. They just But they won't just move? can't bend. I think, yeah, I think they would just be, like, little string beans or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I would just do no feet. <laughs> I think I would do That's no fair. elbows. I don't know. Well, just think, if you did no elbows, you wouldn't really be able to drive. You wouldn't be able to do – you'd have to drive with, like, um, like, super far away from the steering wheel. You'd have to be, like – it'd be really weird. That's actually really funny. <laughs> Imagine you guys should do a video where you tape someone's joint with duct tape so they can't bend it and have them do a lap. I mean, I'll accept it's the challenge. I like that. It's a great idea. That should be, Taylor, that should be one of the YouTube videos we do. We should make that some, like, interesting <laughs> challenge that is super dangerous and then kids start doing, you know. All Drifting with no joints. We should just get into car accidents. Imagine like no feet. Imagine trying to like throttle control your car with just no feet. With nubs? Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't. I don't think it'd be that bad. It'd be like clutch kicking for everything. Would I lose my height? Because I feel like if I was four foot five, that would be even more depressing. (laughs) Well, how thick are your feet? Pretty thick. (laughs) 
I mean, it depends where you're losing your feet at. If you're losing them, like, at the ankle, I'd say that's at least, it's at least, like, three inches, probably. I have bigger feet, so I'm losing Heel's pretty tall. <laughs> All right. Maybe we should do real questions. Can I ask a question first? Yes. All right. So Kim got this wrong originally on the, like, thing that she made up because she's terrible at spelling. Is it power or powers? Power. There's no S. So do you only have one power? Is that how it is? Yeah, I guess so. So is that why someone had asked on Instagram if you could pick one superpower, what would it be? Did they I have feel like their last name? <laughs> I get it like all the time. The main thing is like people always say powers, but um, yeah, I don't even remember if someone asked me if I had a super, if I wanted a superpower. I don't even know what I'd answer now. <laughs> what about I think, you guys? I think I would definitely want to fly. Flying would be sick. Because if I could fly instead of having to fly in airplanes, that'd be awesome. I'm a Snoopy bitch, so probably read minds. <laughs> that can be dangerous, though. I don't know. You just know. I know my life would be miserable. Would mm -hmm. you be able to read multiple minds at the same time? Would that like drive you to insanity? I would like to think that I have a choice. Like if you were in a crowd of people and you could read everybody's mind at the same time, that'd be like a lot of conversation going on. I would die. Yeah, but why is my superpower out of control? <laughs> Mike picked flying. I mean, we weren't like, well, what if you always had to fly, like, to the bathroom? <laughs> you couldn't walk. You just had to fly Why everywhere. is mine impossible? <laughs> what about you, Alexa? <laughs> yeah. Superpower? I don't know. I think I would do teleportation. I think that would be my superpower. Go wherever the hell I wanted. I would just use that to go to the fridge at 2 a.m. <laughs> I think mine would be like the ability to time travel or like freeze time. Ooh, that's a sick one. Yeah. Like Even those, slowing down time wow. would be sick. Like those flash mobs, everybody's just. Like, I want to take mine back. <laughs> what are you changing? Yours was better. I like Alexis's. <laughs> I want to go back. <laughs> All right. All right, we're, we're actually going to ask you real questions. We're not just going to dick around, I guess. That's not fair. Um, so what got you into drifting? <clears throat> um, so, I mean, it's like uh, basically two reasons. So the one reason was my best friend, Connor, um, who's now my media guy uh, when we travel and we go racing. Um, I used to be big into BMX, and then I got hurt. And I had a cast on my on my hand. I broke my hand, and um, I was hanging out with Connor a bunch, and he was really getting into like two forties and stuff. And I just spent like all the time that I had to take off my bike at his house, and he was just telling me all about these cars and like two forties and stuff, and like what drifting was. Um, so that definitely like kind of got me really interested in like knowing more about it. And then he brought me with him to a club loose event, and then my first club loose event it was a freedom moves and after just spending the weekend club loose i was like yeah i need to like buy a car right away and like get into this as soon as possible because it was like too awesome how long ago was that 
I'm going to say it was Freedom Moves 2014. Okay. Yeah. And what did you start with? Uh, my first car was a 89 um, S13 Coupe. It was like, it was like really, it was like overbuilt uh, for what I needed it for, but not like power wise and stuff. It was like stock SR20 based, um, like SR20 stock power based, um, but it had like all suspension done on it and everything like that. So it was kind of like crazy to start with right away, but it was cool because I like grew into it, which was like really cool. So as I progressed, it was just like a better car and I didn't really have to change anything. Are you happy that you started out with a coupe and not a hatch? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm happy with it. I mean, I really didn't know the difference between the two. And, like, I really didn't care. When I first got the coupe, um, I, like, just wanted a drift car. And I wanted to build one, like, as soon as possible. And that was, like, the first thing I could get my hands on. The same day I actually bought my coupe, I was actually trying to buy a FC RX-7. And the dude, like, backed out. Or no, the guy wanted like way too much money for it. And then my friend actually just posted the coupe for sale. And I literally saw it like that day. And I was like, oh yeah, like I wish you would have told me I wouldn't have wasted my time trying to get this RX-7. But hatches are cool. I was definitely hyped to get my coupe though. Because I like brutal love it so much. RX-7s are always a waste of time, right Alexis? Yeah, I actually, um, when I bought my first gen RX-7, I was supposed to get an FC instead, and kind of <laughs> same thing happened. The person just, like, bailed on me, so I was like, oh, I'll get this first gen instead, and yeah, that was miserable. <laughs> just kidding. I love that <laughs> Yeah, RX-7s are sweet. My, like, favorite car when I, like, first started getting into cars was an FD RX-7, but I knew, like, I would never be able to get one of those, so I was like, FC, best, next best thing building yet either so <laughs> i like the first gens i don't know those grew on me i just like how old school they are yeah i was like i like the old school stuff but like not too far into it like that would be like i don't know like that that era is like kind of too old school for me yeah it's still got the points ignitions and stuff it's wild yeah, and I obviously when I first got into drifting and like cars too, I knew like literally nothing about cars, like zero. Okay. So it was strictly based off of like what I just thought looked cool. And then I saw like people building them and I was like, oh, I could turn this car eventually into that. So I was like, all right, that's cool. So what is your current setup for this year? How is your car looking currently? Uh, so the car for this year is the, it's the same car that we drove last year. The, uh, the S15 with the two JZ, uh, power plant and all that stuff. Car is actually in really good shape, which I'm really happy about. Um, just cause like this year we're running like a really lean and mean, uh, like budget. So since we ended the year last year, uh, without wrecking the car or beating anything up to having to replace a lot of stuff and spend a bunch of money. Um, I'm really happy about that, <laughs> but um, not too much is going to change this year. Uh, there were some rule changes with FD, but uh, none of them affected us directly. So basically just clean up the car, make sure everything's working the way it should be. And then uh, fix a bunch of fiberglass, spray some paint and put a new livery on and get back out there. Yeah. It's like across the board, like ECUs or something. Uh, yeah. So they like, they were, like 
They only brought a couple rules in for this season, and the one main rule that stuck out the most was no sequential transmissions. And, I mean, I don't have a sequential, and, like, half the field doesn't have a sequential, so I feel like it really didn't, like, hurt anybody that bad. But um, they're trying to, like, take ProSpec in a direction where it's not like people are going out there and building these crazy like quarter million dollar cars to get into uh, like FD with Um, because over the years, the amount of money that gets thrown at these cars has gotten like larger and larger. So I think they're just trying to like tone it down. Um, But at the same time, it kind of sucks because they're like hinting at ideas of like implementing rules that would make it harder for you to go from pro spec into pro. Um, like they've talked about no um, aftermarket pedal assemblies, no aftermarket steering columns. Uh, they've even talked about like no rear mounted radiators. So it's all good. And it's a great idea for like changing the budget to get into it and making it easier to build a car that way or obtain a car to get in there. But again, it's just scary because then once you're, done building that car if you want to go into pro then you're just gonna have to spend that money all over again to rebuild the car to make it compete with the top end guys what made you want to make the jump from grassroots to competition um it was like when i got into drifting i really wasn't like right when i got into it i never really paid much attention to fd and i never even like watched it much and i like really didn't have like any interest in getting into it. But as I started driving and like excelling in that, um, once I started like gaining more skills, there was always just like more that I wanted to do. And the better I got with driving, the more, the farther, kind of like the farther I want to take it. And that's when I was like, Oh, like, I wonder if I can like, you know, maybe just start competing or do something fun with that. That's like competitive. And that kind of, like, got my attention to get into, like, pro-am stuff. And, uh, like, I think I waited, like, a year before I decided to, like, build up the car to do pro-am stuff. Um, but once I did it, it was it was really awesome. Competing is a lot of fun. So do you think having a good social media presence is important as a driver? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good idea. Um if you're like, you don't need to have a really good social media presence to get like, to, you know, to get into the sport and, you know, do well on your own. It really, it doesn't affect your driving. And that's what we're there to do at the end of the day. But um, as far as like making, how would I word this properly? Like building a proper like foundation that you could build your program up off of and like make it sustainable for years to come. I think it's really important because when you get into things like partnerships and working with uh, other companies, having a good name on social media definitely helps out a lot because people will start to respect your opinion and are constantly keeping up with you and seeing like what you're doing what you're using so i feel like having a good social media presence is really good for um a professional standpoint when you're trying to make like a proper program that you know has other people involved other than just you but 
other than that, if you're into just driving and, you know, you can even compete and all you want to do is just be a good driver and just do your own thing. I don't think it's really that huge of a thing. I think it's more of just for like a, like a professional standpoint to really probably want to have that. So what would your advice be for people who are kind of looking to get sponsorships? Like what's, what's something that they can do? Um, for people that are like looking to get sponsorships, I'd say kind of focus on what you think you have that you can offer. Um, you know, whether you have something that's original to yourself or, uh, the people that kind of keep up with you and follow you, um, it's really about what you have to offer uh, these companies that you're bringing, trying to bring into your program. So just making sure you like keep an eye on what you think you can offer and presenting that to a company properly. Um, I feel like that's really good. But at the same time, um, a lot of people think of sponsorships, like um, it's like kind of a one way thing where like a company is just giving you something because um, that's just what they do. And they like motorsports where, um, it's kind of really like you're trying to build partnerships with these brands and stuff, because when you work together with another company, it's really, you want to make sure that what they're giving you, you get back to them basically through, um, what you're going to post or what type of content you're going to create for them. It's really important, important that you get a return on their investment. So, um, I'd say, yeah, just make sure, you know, like your demographic, what you think you could do for a company, and then just make it really clear how you can go about doing it and just form a really good relationship with whoever is interested in working with you and just, you know, make organic content, stuff like that. Cause you, you're working with some pretty cool companies right now. Yeah. I'm like, I'm super fortunate to be working with some of the people that I'm definitely working with and, um, I'm not going to say it's easy, but um, it's just really, you know, you just got to go about presenting yourself in the right way and, you know, just try and do best by anybody that's interested in working with you. That's like what I've done and it's worked out pretty good. But a lot of time you'd be surprised how often it is like word of mouth and kind of like who you know in the industry. Um, cause you can just be friends with somebody and they know somebody that works for the company that you may be interested in. And it's just that much easier to talk to them about it and, you know, get a good idea for what they need and, you know, make something work. So is there anything you do to prepare for competition or anything ritual for you? Um, like, what do you mean? Like, like a routine or like something I do right before runs or before we go to the track. Yo, do you eat like a special breakfast or something? I don't know. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, at, you know, I only did the, um, I've only done FD for like a year, like one season. So it was the beginning of the season. We didn't do good at all. So it was like not one of those things where you know, someone does good at something and they're like, oh, what do I do all day? I need to like do that every single time I go to a race. It was like, not really like that for me until like Irwindale. Um, I like just quit, I just quit smoking. Um, but I would literally hop out of my car in between battles and I would like pace around, like, like smoke my stupid jewel and go to the bathroom. I think that's the main thing is like going to the bathroom. 
Um, I don't know what it is, but every time I get in my race car, I always have to pee. No matter what. I could drink, like, no water at all, and I'll just sit in the car, and I'll have to pee right away. It's the worst, like, trying to stay calm, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm about to piss my pants right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's super funny. So that's, like, kind of what I would always do. Like, that's what I was doing a lot when I was at Irwindale. Like, any time I did a battle and it went well, I, like – um, I made sure I knew I had some time. I talked to the guys and they're like, yeah, you have like a couple minutes. I was like, all right, hopped out of the car, walked over, took a pee and then hopped back in the car. I was right back out there. So it like, um, helped me keep like a super level head. And it's like, that's like my main thing is just staying like cool, calm and collected the whole time. That's like super important. So it's like getting out of the car, getting some fresh air and, you know, relaxing for a second before you go and, you know, do it all over again. But yeah, I always thought that was funny. I just sit in the car and I'm like, oh my God, I should have peed. What is the craziest thing that's ever happened to you while traveling? So I actually like was thinking about this. There's really, I'm glad that I don't have like a crazy story of something bad that's happened while we're traveling. And uh, I hope I never have one. But um, I'd say one of the like, I don't, I wouldn't really say that it's crazy, but, um, we have this big truck and trailer, um, that we transport all of our stuff with. And, um, for some people in certain States, you don't need like special license or anything like that. But for us, like we did, but we drove it anyway. So one time I was going to Midwest Drift Union, um, one of their shootouts in Ohio. And I was driving through Pennsylvania and I got pulled over by a state trooper. And he asked me if I had a A class license to be driving the truck that I was driving. And I told him no. So he made me follow him off the highway and he kicked me out of my truck and told me I can't drive it or move the truck until somebody with a CDL or an A class license comes out and drives it. Uh, so. We're in PA, couldn't find anybody to drive the truck, so we called somebody here in Long Island. Uh, This dude's wife literally drove her out, uh, drove him out to Pennsylvania. He hopped in our truck, drove us to the track, like stayed out there for the weekend, and then drove us home. (laughs) And that must have been a great weekend for him, though. Definitely unplanned, but I bet he had a good time. (laughs) I mean, yeah, getting a reason to go to the track and watch him drifting is always a good, a fun time. (laughs) But yeah, I guess I guess you could say it's kind of crazy that like that same truck and trailer that we were supposed to have a special license for the the week after we bought it, we drove it all the way to California and back from New York with no special license. So that might be that's a little crazy, but people do it all the time. I was gonna say you got pretty lucky there. At least all he did is make you pull over and have someone else. Because imagine impounding like a giant like truck and trailer set up that'd be wild yeah I don't, I don't even think it, they would want to i think they would just give you like a super hefty fine and then still tell you it's parked because <laughs> i think that's the way they go about it like if someone can't drive it they're like all right well you're gonna have to get somebody to drive it maybe they get a truck driver show up and like drive it to a lot or something but i bet if they have to do that they charge you like triple the amount oh yeah they don't <laughs> play around with with fees like that um we got we got pulled over at a way station this season and we got a huge ticket in one of the States because the, the officer was having a real bad day. Someone got arrested in front of us, like where we parked the BRZ to go grocery shopping yesterday. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> they literally got taken into custody right in front of us as we're putting our groceries in the trunk. Great. Oh my goodness. 
They were in a U-Haul, too. So, out of all the tracks you've been to, which one has been your favorite? Um, I've had a lot of favorite tracks, like, over the years, but I would say this always happens to me. It's usually a track that I've driven, I've driven most recently, and I'd have to say Irwindale for right now, um, just because it was, like, a really intimidating track, and then, like, once you got it down and did a couple laps on it, it was super fun. So, it was, like, a really intense and, like, crazy fast and high horsepower demanding track, so it, I think I liked it a lot because it like kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone, which felt like really good. Oh yeah. What about a track that you've never driven, but you wish that you could? Oh man. I I mean, you could throw a couple out there. I know it's hard to pick one. (laughs) I know. And it sucks. Like I should have wrote it down on a piece of paper, like thinking about it, but I don't really know if I have like any tracks I'd really, Oh, actually I forget the name of the track all the time because it's a very uh, elaborate European name, but it's in Riga, uh, Latvia. It's the one that the uh, Driftmasters drift on, but that track is uh, super crazy. Um, that one looks really fun, but I kind of more would like to just travel for drifting than visit like just like one track. Like I'd kind of want to go to like uh, New Zealand. Like D one NZ looks amazing, and same with um, um, whatever they're doing in Russia. I forgot the name of their like competition series out there, but all the Russian tracks like look nuts, and the cars are like really awesome. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any, any of the Russian tracks. Yeah, I just see when they're competing, and I just watch. I can't. I don't pay attention to anything because like half of it's all in Russian, so I like don't know what's going on. But the driving is insane so i'm like yeah i would like to go and do that i saw the video that you had posted in the winter time of drifting it was like a like not a snow tractor but it was a tractor basically that you were that was sick (laughs) oh oh you're talking about the um my john deere gator okay so with the tokyo drift soundtrack over it yeah yeah that was so i got a question for you Um, (laughs) what's up (laughs) John Deere or Bobcat? Oh, uh, I mean, Bobcat, like when I hear Bobcat, all I think about is like the little skid steer. When I think of John Deere, I think about everything, like tractors, like off-road vehicles. They got so much stuff. I kind of wish I had like a farm. My dad was actually talking about it the other day. He's like, we were talking like, it'd be sick if we had a farm. We'd be able to get all these like cool farm toys. But yeah, I'd probably go with John Deere just because I know more stuff that they have to offer. (laughs) Dude, that video was so cool. I was so jealous. I'm like, damn, we got to do something fun like that. Yeah, I was like, um, I was out that night before it snowed and we were just like ripping around and I was like, oh, we should just make like a funny video of this. And it ended up working out. I almost hit Connor, my filmer though, uh, because the thing had the plow on the front of it because we use it to plow our driveway. And I came around the turn and he was like squatting in the road, like filming it with my iPhone. And I just stayed in it. And he was like basically turned into like a clipping point real fast. Like the plow must have been at least like half a foot away from his hand with the with the phone in it. That's wild. I don't even understand how you drift one of those. That's crazy. 
It turns into it goes into real wheel drive. I just it's like if in the video you see me hit the button that shuts off all wheel drive, and it was like snow. So it's just like it just <clears throat> just pin it. It gets out from under itself. <laughs> I saw his Heelys one. Oh my goodness! My Heelys sponsor me video. Yeah, that shit was fire. That was yeah. That was a great video. But that's that's literally just me and Connor. Girl should check it out. Yeah, that was literally just me and Connor being super bored. Uh, and I think we saw another video of some dude like riding Heelys, and there was like a bunch of hype like on the video. So I was like, dude, like, why don't we just go to the mall, go get some Heelys, and we'll just do our own? And that's what we did all day. Like that took us like five hours. <laughs> did they end up sponsoring you? Oh, no, no, it was like totally, it was like a total BS. Like I was like chugging a beer in it. I was just being like a total loser and just cracking jokes the whole time. But we wanted to make it look like I was trying, but it's like, it's an obvious, um, like troll video. It's like got disturbed down with the sickness playing in the background. It's, it's a great time. It was a good, good video. Um, so yeah, what is your goal in drifting? Like, where do you want it to take you in life? Oh man. I don't like drifting has been one of those things where, you know, I kind of just have a set of goals each year. And my main thing is just try and reach those uh, each year. And if I don't just add them to the list for the following year. Um, but I mean, I'd love to be in a position where I'm like comfortable, uh, like living a comfortable life, uh, being able to just keep drifting and have a good time and keep competing. Um because it's definitely financially uh, <laughs> like demanding and to the point where it's like, uh, I don't know, I've been broke ever since I started drifting, but that like, that's kind of just the way it goes, I guess, for like a lot of us. Um, but yeah, no, I would just like to be in a spot where, you know, I can just do, do more with it and, you know, either like help other companies out and maybe get some type of return from that. Or um, I even have some stuff planned for myself in the future here to try and uh, make a better future with drifting for myself. But other than that, I honestly just want to like inspire uh, people to go out there and kind of do the same thing. Um, I mean, it doesn't even really have to be drifting, but um, I really just enjoy the fact that, you know, over the past couple of years, I've had these goals uh, set out to for myself and being able to achieve them, like really, like meant the world to me. So I kind of want to show that to people and in hopes of them kind of getting up and doing that one thing that they really want to do. Because like once they achieve that goal or get where they want to be with it, it's it's super rewarding and really worth it. So, you know, just keep drifting, having a good time and, you know, take it, uh, you know, take it farther, get some championships and inspire people along the way. I think that's a, I think that's a good place to be. Well, I feel like that was actually all of them too. Cause I feel like you even answered the one where if you could drift anywhere in the world, you with the track one. That was oh yeah. I, I saw it on there. So I was like, um, what's it called? I was like, Oh, I guess I'll just answer that too. You're like, let's wrap this up. No, never, never. I can do this all day. Thank you for coming on and talking to us. Oh, no problem. I appreciate Thank you. it. That was awesome. I'm down to come back anytime. <laughs>
<laughs> I gotta come to a drift event when you guys are all out there. Hell yeah. Hey guys, I want to take a minute to introduce you to our podcast sponsor, Swivel Mount. Swivel Mount is a camera mount that swivels. It's made specifically for drifting. Why waste time bothering track workers to set up your GoPro mount? You can have one you don't have to worry about. You can place it on or off any car in seconds, making it easy to get great footage. Swivel Mount uses magnets to stay on your vehicle. Your GoPro won't fall off into the guy or girl tandeming behind you. I know for me personally, I like seeing how I progress over the events. Getting a chance to see the Swivel Mount footage is a way to study all of my runs. Swivel Mount helps capture sick footage and you can get a custom colored flag to match your whole aesthetic. Go to www.theswivelmount.com and use code DK10 to get 10% off anything on their website. Would you rather go without shampoo for the rest of your life or toothpaste for the rest of your life? Shampoo. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. I already go without shampoo half the time, too. So. Mm. But toothpaste, that's kind of gross. Imagine having gross breath yeah. forever. But you can still, like, brush your teeth yeah. and get all the stuff that makes your teeth... I gotta pick toothpaste. Breath out. How are you gonna brush your teeth without I mean, toothpaste? I mean, it would suck, obviously. Like I said, you wouldn't get that, like, fresh minty. But, like... I don't know. As long as you brush and get out the food or stuff that makes your breath smell, then you wouldn't have stinky breath. You can actually brush it with coconut oil, you know? I you just can't swallow it because it's like... Taylor, you're gross. You know damn well the right... I, okay, I'm just saying, hear me out, though. <laughs> have you ever, like, don't had to go a couple gross. days without the shower and your hair is all gross and the best feeling in the world is being able to wash it? I would still rather go without shampoo. I'm not saying I would pick toothpaste. Mm -hmm. Because you can still, like, wash your hair other ways, but, like, dude. Yeah. What about you, Kim? I would look like Snape, but my teeth No, no, my, I would look like Professor Snape. <laughs> but my teeth, my teeth would, you know, be clean. Shining. You'd be blinding people with those teeth. Exactly. Let's see. Um, would you rather have taste buds on your butthole or poop through your mouth? Taste buds on my butthole, I think. I'm going to go with have taste buds on my butthole. Yeah, I'm not trying to poop through my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I mean, I would say taste buds. <laughs> you're too. tasting shit, regardless. Yeah, either way. But at least you don't have to yeah, like, I mean, look awkward. You while you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got to go do my special throw up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I gotta go number three. <laughs> uh, would you rather smell like poop and not know it, or constantly smell poop that no one else can smell? I think I'd rather smell the poop myself than smell like the poop and not know. Because then you're just like the person that <laughs> like doesn't want to stand next to and and like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't smell like shit. Yes, Have you, you smell my breath? Taylor didn't pick shampoo. I did pick shampoo. I was just saying it's really <laughs> nice to wash your hair every once in a while, you know? 
<laughs> it just feels really great. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Um. <laughs> Ooh, would you rather know? Would you rather know when you're going to die or know how you're going to die? You have to know one or the other. You can't pull that whole, like, oh, I don't want to know anything. No, like, you have to pick one. How or when? When. Mm, I think, mm, yeah. I don't know. I would want to say how I was going to die, but then... If I'm in that situation, then I would know. <laughs> See, my logic is if you know when, you only have to worry about then. Whereas if you know how, let's just say it's like car accident. Now you're going to be nervous every time you're in a car when you could just be like, oh, well, I don't have to be nervous until 2080. Yeah, but then 2080 happens and you get like, I don't know. I'm going to say when, because if I find out it's, like, next week, I'm going to do a lot of fun shit. But if it's, like, 80 years in the future, like Kim said, like, cool, I got a little bit of time. (laughs) Fuck off a little longer. Yeah. If it's soon, I'm committing a lot of crimes. If it's later, I guess I better hold off. But I know when I can commit as many crimes as I want. I'll know. No, you're right. (laughs) <laughs> isn't isn't that what every human wants is to commit crimes would you rather have no eyelashes or no eyebrows Ooh. I'm trying to picture myself I'm looking at myself in the camera no eyelashes yeah no eyelashes dude I yeah no eyebrows would be a lot more noticeable than no <laughs> eyelashes I think I do no eyebrows because you can always draw would you rather wake up would you rather wake up in your underwear at work or wake up naked in the woods 20 miles from home? <laughs> I think with my underwear at work. Woods 20 miles from home. <laughs> <laughs> that leaves a lot of questions, though. I mean, I guess the work part does too, but... Dude, you're losing your job. Um... <laughs> 20 miles away from home is a long time to walk home naked. Yo, but if it's, like, if you're under the cover of, like, night or, like, early morning, nobody's awake <laughs> at that point. You can just book it. If you know where you're going, you're in the middle of the woods. <laughs> Look at the sun for reference. I don't How know. How do you clear that up to your boss? I don't know. How do you clear that up to your boss? <laughs> like... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was fine. I thought it was a casual Friday. (laughs) Oh, I'm just in the middle of changing. I don't know where my clothes went, though. I fainted. (laughs) (laughs) I must have been drugged. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. So not only are you humiliating yourself, but you're taking down another individual with you. Just wake up naked in the woods with us. Please. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. As long as it's a fun party before, I guess, right? We're, we're all picking naked in the woods. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that we couldn't do it together. <laughs> She's stretching the rules on these. 
Okay, would you rather get a text from a one-night stand that says, I'm pregnant, or have an incurable STD? <laughs> I can't get someone pregnant. So what does it matter to me? Well, let's just say, what if... Okay, fine, 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 fine. We'll reverse it. What if you, like, either your choices were to tell a one-night stand that you're pregnant or your other option is have an incurable STD? <laughs> Depends on the STD. <laughs> to me, a baby would a baby would be a curable STD. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I can pick the STD one now. I do not speak on behalf of <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I'll chill, I'll chill. Here's a deep one, though. We're going to do a deep would you rather. We're not going to talk about abortions or STDs anymore. That wasn't, that was on me. Um, okay. Would you rather be able to go back in time knowing everything you know now, or would you rather jump to 40 with $200 million. But you, you have no recollection of now to 40, but you just jumped that and you have $200 million. Or you could go back and do life again, but differently, knowing everything you know now. I would go back. Personally, yeah, definitely. I would go back and redo. I would go Yeah. Yeah. What if going back changes the course of everything? What if um, it can't get much worse, I guess. All right. I mean, I'll go back. Because, I mean, think of it this way. Either that or you're 40 and, you, yeah, you get a lot of money, but, like, you don't remember your life, right? Yeah. I don't remember my life. And this is hindsight. So you can do a bunch of shit to make more money than $200 million if you know everything in hindsight. So, I mean, you can't, you can only go back as far as you were born. So it's not like you're going to like accidentally like resurrect a, a Mac Hitler, you know, you're, you're only going back to the nineties. <laughs> like, you can't, what are you going to do? You're going to undo the Monica Lewinsky situation gonna, and change history? Probably not. Like, I'm going to stop 9-11 single-handedly. Oh, that's a good one. Right? But real, real life though, I would totally find you guys when you guys were only like in kindergarten or something, and I'd be like, "Okay, we're gonna start our friendships now. Trust me, it's gonna work out." <laughs> <laughs> I have a thirty-year-old brain, but I'm like five. That'd be cool. Imagine all growing up together. <laughs> We'd get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, you could. Uh, you could, uh, you know, invest in like bitcoin early and like gamestop and it was seven cents a share you can make way more than 200 million dollars if you just remember things you know like hey how did that work out so that's what i'm saying is like why lose 10 years and then jump to 200 million dollars when that could be nothing if you know everything up until now you could make the snuggie dude <laughs> kim would go back in time and make sure she's the inventor of the snuggie <laughs> I know, I'd cut a hole in the blanket and be like, this is the prototype. And I would release it, like, early 90s, you know, I would fucking crush it. And I would own, like, 50 blockbusters and then sell them right before they collapsed. <laughs> My Whitmore Weekly Wisdom this week is to remind you to never make decisions when you're angry. We both go quiet. 
Yeah. It's a good rule. <laughs> yeah. We're like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alexis, we're like, wake up every day and choose violence for sure. I make my best decisions pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see mm-hmm. you next Tuesday. <laughs> Woo! See you guys. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>